You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, guys? Before we head into this podcast, we have a quick ad read from one of our players here in Richmond, Devontae Debussy. If you don't know Devontae, he's very involved with civil rights matters and political issues, and he's one of the most outspoken and respected players in USL League 1. Uh, pretty much, he is holding a forum with other players on November 5th for pro, college, and youth players, and they're being invited to the Footballers Congress on Human Rights and Democracy. Uh, essentially, they're just calling all soccer locker rooms and all four corners of the planet started here in the United States to have a conversation about human rights and coming to form a Congress that will represent all levels of 16 and above. So, if you're interested in RSVP, you can do so at LIP, that is spelled L-I-P, at thefootballclub.org by November the 5th, and the information will be down in the description down below. And we'll also have it on our Instagram page and Twitter page as well. So if you're interested in RSVPing for this event, share it with someone, okay? After this quick break, we'll get into the podcast, all right? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughneck Scars, Icarus FC, and of course, for the culture. This is your host, as always, Elian Barr, and is joining me as my good man, Shanir Duran II. You would think for someone that saw Man United win 4 1 over the weekend, they'll be a little bit more excited, but no. <sighs> <sighs> uh, I think, I think <clears throat> we're just going by the culture of the Richmond kickers, we got to do things the hard way. Oh, yeah. It's we always have to do things the hard way. Yeah, it's never easy. Nah. Never easy. <laughs> and I mean, we can laugh and smile about it. I mean, what we've been saying for what, the past four weeks is that it's in our hands. It's ours to lose. Yeah. We just can't lose it. Yeah. And it's like we went from having all two hands and two feet on it to one hand and Two feet on it, <laughs> to two hands and no feet, to just toss it up and be like... We literally hey. are holding on by a finger now. <laughs> I'll give it a hand. <laughs> that hand is OCP. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we are recording this podcast right after Richmond Kickers. 1-0 home defeat to South Georgia Tormenta. And Second home defeat of the season. Yeah. And our first back-to-back loss of the season. And also, Union Omaha winning points on the road. Respect, hey, gotta give them credit in beating Greenville. Which, if we don't do our job, is probably going to be the final. Yeah, your Omaha and Greenville could be the final if we don't if we don't hunker down, take out OCB on when is it Wednesday? Yeah, we have OCB on OCB Wednesday. On Wednesday. And they play Fort Lauderdale on Saturday at nine o'clock. And we've got Chattanooga on Saturday six thirty. 
You can at least cheer up, dude. It is... It's just, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm good with OCB. I do feel that we can get a win out of that game, especially after coming off of two losses, going straight into that game. I can see, you know, literally the Richmond Kickers players baying for blood and being like, all right, we need to get back on the horse. Mm. So I can see that game going well. Chattanooga is always a bogey. I feel like Chattanooga is everyone's bogey team, like everyone in USL League One's bogey team, and. I'm just I'm I'm concerned, man. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know how I am. Like, I never get too high. I never get too low. Yeah. I mean, because we did a whole podcast last year where we started out super high, and then we were like, "Dude, recording after seven three losses suck." <laughs> so I learned my lesson of never getting too high nor too low. And granted, I mean, we can always look back and reflect and think to ourselves if it was the beginning of the season and like you said they told us at the end of the season you're going to be fighting for second place and you're going to have a very good shot of ending the season with the golden boot (laughs) with with a golden boot player and most improved player i'd rip your hand off yeah i think my phone just agreed with you as well (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean like of course we're going to get into the game every day talk about the ins and outs of it but like I'm not short term. Mm-hmm. I am disappointed. Yeah, I am long term. Like this is something to build on. Something to build on. Being... And also, it's like <clears throat> where we were last year and how we were quote unquote. We were the laughing stock of the league, like the laughing stock. You know, we didn't have that room to talk on anyone. You know, but it so happens to be that. Now we're in a position where it's like, well, dang, like, if we had a full season, how would this team be? If, you know, if it was a 14 playoff, how would this team be? How would, you know, that changes up a lot of things. But, I mean, we're playing with the cards that are dealt to us. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I feel oddly, I'm I'm still, like, very positive about it. Like, I'm, like, 85% positive, 50% negative. Yeah, yeah. For me, me it's it's just, it's, it's frustrating to to you know so close but so far yeah. that that feeling of I, I think you can equate it to you know let's say if you if you look back at the season where Leicester won the league going from the year before having almost been relegated imagine if they had come in second place rather than winning I the league I think a better example is Leicester of last year and I God, you can't be using Premier League analogies. You know, I hate that. <laughs> I think it's more equated that, where it's like, Leicester gets to the... Leicester, the whole year is in Champions League positions. Yeah. Injuries happen, they kind of fall, but they're in Europa League. So yeah. it's like, short term, you're like, well, dang it, we were Exactly. There. It's frustrating, but in the grand scheme of things... You're like, all right, now we're this, this established... Is, exactly. Now. We're established top <clears throat> six. And and this is this how I feel with regards to the kickers. Yes, it's frustrating that we're we're so tentatively holding on to that second place finish. But at the end of the day, the fact that we're battling for second place is a big deal. Yeah. Is something to to smile. After about. like when you go look at the beginning of the year, I think everyone you everyone would have normally said. I think the big four would have been Ford, Greenville, Union, and North Texas. Yeah, and you know we were predicted what to finish seventh out of that. 
I think so. Yeah, I like think we were the lowest ranked independent team. So I think like, and this is sometimes how I I sometimes struggle with it because you know we have a lot of DC United fans. Mm-hmm. And you know how toxic that thing these can be at times. Mm-hmm. I love my Richmond DC United people. I do. I love y'all, but sometimes y'all can be a little toxic. Well, that's that. I mean, with the, <laughs> with all I of think the that's all DC sports period. No, I I think it's a DC United thing because a, a team with so much clout, so much history, yeah. is kind of having some rough moments. I can I can attest. I can I can relate being a Manchester United fan. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean you you kind of feel that negative energy kind of seeping yeah. into their their view of the Richmond Kickers, but at the end of the day, we need to look at it this way. And this is no way like a concession speech. Like, we are expecting two wins. We are expecting like this. We're to expecting, be yes. Definitely. It's, just, like, it's like, think about it. Moment of, like, think about it. Last season, second from last. This season, second from first. <laughs> Which is weird. That's a big jump. That is a big jump. Yo, and especially in such a competitive league. Win oh, goodness. If we win the title. Hey, yo, I'm popping him. Oh. I'm popping him. Oh. I don't know. I might drink a whole bottle of that, man. I, I mean... Elliot Jr. might be on the way. Her discretion divides. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to know how to act that day. Oh, my goodness. But I'm going to be stunned. Like, Oh uh, No, if we, if we win that title, if we get that second place spot, which I do feel we have a very, very, very strong chance of doing, and we are able to take on Greenville and beat them in the finals... I don't know. I'll, I'll be on cloud nine, man. <laughs> so it's weird because next Sunday we can either be doing a review. I mean, it's going to be a review of Chattanooga, but the second part of the podcast can either be a season wrap up or, or a finals preview. preview. <laughs> so, mm, I want a finals review. Oh, <laughs> if we can get that finals review, I'm. Um, oh, yeah. You totally do. Um, we, might, we might be a little belligerent. But then if we win oh, the finals, oh, we're gonna, it's going to be no, a no, no. podcast. <laughs> we'll try and be as professional as possible. <laughs> try is the word. <laughs> we can't make any promises. Um, yeah, man. So let's go ahead and hop into the game. Yeah. I, to start off with, we didn't see any real change out of the starting lineup. It was kind of the same thing that we saw from the North Texas and the OCB game before that, where Matt Baldock was kind of pretty much playing fullback. And I'm going to ask you this question. I want to see how you feel. Because I've, I've asked other people, but mm-hmm. I want to see, like, see how you feel about it. Do you think the inexperience up top of Luke, uh, Bolaños, O. Alex, sometimes Stanley, and David, do you think that hurts us in the moments? Whereas, like, if you had more experienced players at certain parts, you know, or, like, one experienced player up top, they could kind of help out. In certain moments, like chance creation or knowing when and where to do certain things at certain moments? I, I think so. Um, I think what has hurt us the most is the injuries to Devontae DuBose and Ian Antley. Yeah. Because I, I think those I, are the two I, if without those injuries, Matt Bulldog is not playing fullback. Matt Bulldog is playing on the yeah. wing. And oh, Alex, players like oh, Alex and Bolanos are coming off the bench rather than starting. And you have that experience of Matt Bulldog and probably Mwape on the wings flanking Luke Pavone and uh, Terzaghi. So, you see, I, I do feel that Bolanos and O. Alex Anderson are great for the future because you see that flair. You see 
their oh, yeah. first off, their pace, their flair. I have to apologize for what I say because I got I, I was over all I was done with him. Yeah, no, I but going back and watching the game, like he had moments of like you could just tell like he's got it. He he had, just needs that experience. He needs more game time. He needs more game time, but I, I feel But that at this moment it's like I really can't afford you that much game time because I need you to get these two games. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I I think that is what has kind of slowed down our forward march the most is the losing those two fullbacks, um, Devontae early on and Ian Edley yeah. recently. Because, I mean, Devontae, if you go back and look at their first South Georgia game, Devontae put in a shift. Put in a shift. And, I mean, just I, I think when you look at – all of the preseason games that we watched, you could see exactly how this team could line up to be oh, yeah. absolutely unstoppable juggernauts. Yeah, 100%. But injuries happen. Yeah, they do. And I mean, look, there's no way we were making excuses or anything, Like, but the proof is there. Like, If you have Ian Antley in this game, I'm pretty sure Ian knows what to do in that situation versus a Matt Baldock who is, for all his credit, like he played fullback last year, but... Is that thing again? Like you're you're comfortable where you're comfortable. He's yeah. comfortable playing winger. Yeah, he he, he looks he, like someone that's like I'm good at fullback, but it's not my. I mean, I'm not concerned about him as putting in a shift at fullback. I'm concerned about him not being involved as a winger. Yeah, I mean, we're lacking okay. what he can bring to the wings by putting him at fullback. Because if you look, for example, he put in a very good shift yesterday at fullback um, against uh, South Georgia. But we were lacking his experience up front, yeah. you know, with Bolanos and O'Alex having great moments, having a lot of flair, having being great players for the future. We are lacking that experience that Matt Bulldog can bring to those wings. So I don't know. I mean, you, you, I mean, you're just thinking of which involved both of them. The, that play where O'Alex is coming down the line and he literally breaks the fullback's ankles, puts a cross in. It goes over Luke and Terzaghi, and it's almost coming right to Bolanos' feet, and he completely whiffs it. Yeah. And that shows you, first of all, why are you looking for the, the, the switch all the way up the field when you should be looking for the cross? Secondly, that ball's coming right to your feet. You should be able to bring that down. So It's like the inexperience at certain moments where it's like, it's if, like if, if he's... If year that's two ball, if, 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 if Exactly. Year two Bolanos and year two O'Alex... That ball's going in the back of the net. Yeah, or at least making the goalie have to do something. You know? So, you know, it, it's 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 un, it's unfortunate with and the I, injuries and that that's that's providing us with a lack of creativity on the width. It's giving it's giving teams a headache because of these two guys' pace. Yeah. It's just but, the final third it's really like the final eighteen product. That's yeah, the it's the final product that we we're we're lacking and we can't depend on Terzaghi to to give us that final product every well, time. Well, also another thing too, like we're talking injuries. I think another injury that at the moment we didn't necessarily think of is like, oh, this is big, but Mumbai and Zed. Oh yes, like because Mumbai essentially was going to be that kind of replacement piece for he was it, it was kind of him Cuomo or Zed that was going to be yeah. the third midfielder to flag in crap that kept Terzaghi up top. That kept Terzaghi up top and also is is not wearing. Riley and Victor out yeah. because the, you you have this rotation of quality midfielders and even Greg Bean can put in a shift. Yeah. So that's just a rotation. But Greg Bean, I, I essentially think about as a rotational player. Yes, you know. All right, 
with Zeb in there, that keeps Terzaki up top. With Mumbai up there, that keeps Terzaki up top. When you bring Terzaki back, now he's not he's not as effective because, like, don't get me wrong, Terzaki is an amazing player. He's too good for this level, but he's not a creative force. Yeah, he's not he's not he a is, traditional ten. Yeah, he is a finisher. Like he's almost like a shadow striker. You know, that's his job. That's what he does. You know, and that's no discredit to him saying that you know he has no assists this year. Because if someone finishes a couple of chances, you know, Tushaki has an assist or two to his name. Yes. Outside of that, I also think that, you know, those injuries, they didn't hurt us long term. But you can see, like, dang, if we had that piece now, maybe maybe Sarwaski could change it up a little bit differently, you know? Exactly. I mean, hey, look, you're playing, you're professional, it's going to happen, you got to prepare for it. It's one of those things. Yeah. Um, In this game, though... I think the kickers themselves, they didn't play a horrible game. Not it really. It wasn't a bad no, game. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was, you know what I think about it is? It, it didn't dawn on me until after uh, the game last night when me and you were in the car. Yeah. And we, you know, this is pretty much the flip side of the Union Omaha game. A one nothing game where one team is in complete control. Yeah. And it is just that one fluke moment. Someone turns off and yeah. the opposing team scores. Yeah. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, give all the credit to the world of South Georgia because last year we did the same thing to them, albeit we beat them 4-1. Yeah. But it's like we went to their place, beat them, and then kind of knocked them out. They kind of down Sparrow out of the playoffs after that. Yes. Yeah. This circumstance, South Georgia's at the bottom, second bottom of the table. They really don't have anything to play for. But you know, like, it's a dangerous game because this is South Georgia team, they're not bad. They are. Mich- they are. Micheletto is he's good. It, I mean, even though he got a red card, I would a hundred percent take him in that midfield right now. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I I would. Um, or like put him out there on the wing. Like I would a hundred percent take him right now. He he would fit very well in a midfield three with Kraft and Falk. I personally think again putting Terzaghi up. So in in that situation, I feel like Terzaghi would play more so of a false nine rather than a nine. So playing a little bit as more of a center forward than a striker yeah. so that either, you know, the, our wingers are a little further up than him. So providing that service and providing that, that danger coming in from the wings, yeah. from the flanks. But and this South Georgia team, I mean, their tactics were very easy to spot out early on. Yeah. Like I told you last night, like, have you ever played jackpot football? That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it Exactly. It was yeah. literally throw it up and run. <laughs> throw it, yeah, throw it up and run. I mean, the goal, it was a little different. Uh, but what was 100% counter attack? Because if you go like a minute before that, we're in their box yeah. with a chance. Exactly, with Tazagi almost almost scoring almost a chance. Scoring. And then yeah. the team just get caught on a counter attack because we push numbers up so high. Yeah. And I mean, like also Matt Baldock, not Matt Baldock, other players could have stepped and shot it out. But I, when I go back and look at the goal and not take myself in the moment of how I was looking at it, yeah, they did the right thing. Because they, they're shifting um, the South Georgia player. They kind of like shifted him to the left and yes. kind of cut out the chance. But it's like how everyone's shifting, no one recognizes Micheletto's Mikel- run. Well, I, I don't think it's that no one recognizes it. It's, it's kind of a checkmate situation. And it stems from... I, I, I'm going to put a little bit of blame on Victor Falk in this play because in the build-up to the play... 
a ball gets played in, in, in around the middle of the field, mm-hmm. and rather than just trying to stand up that defender and maybe shepherd him wide or, or slow him down, Falk tries to go in for the tackle and completely misses, which leaves space wide open for them to now charge forward. Now you have Venter and Magales who are in the middle who have to mark not only someone running, but the player with the ball and another player. So now Scott Thompson has to cut in. He sees Micheletto's run, but he can't afford to go out and cover Micheletto because that would leave Magales high and dry. So it's it, Scott Scotty is literally in a position where he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. He it, it reminds do damned if he doesn't. Yeah, he damned okay, if he, you, I was going to say uh, that's yeah, the same choice. That, that, yeah, he, <laughs> so it, it kind of reminds me of that that last minute goal that won Germany the World Cup in Brazil where. It literally was Argentina's defense could not do anything right to prevent it. And it's this is one of those situations. Because of that play in the midfield that opened things up, yeah. there was nothing that back line could have done to prevent the situation. Matt Bulldock was in a position where he can't help because he's got a flanker that he has to cover. So he's completely out of the, out of the question, out of the play. The, our two center backs, Venter and Magales, have to do a shift in the middle. Scotty has to kind of cheat inside to make sure Magalis is okay. But then by the time he realized, okay, Magalis is okay, now I need to cover Micheletto, it's too late. Yeah. You know? And the other thing, like, as much as I we praise Luke Bavon, we love his tenacity, his work rate, he's not a striker. He is. You can kind of see the difference in that of South Georgia having a striker where it was like, they literally hit the ball to him and he knocked it down. And, yeah. you know, players were running off at the end of that. Yeah. And that wear and tear on Kyle and Magales, it, it, it kind of kills you because you're like, dang, I got to keep battling with him and battling with him. And that kind of kills you because you're like, it takes your focus off of worrying about Micheletto and Daniel. Now it's like, well, I have to, you know, be physically prepared for him. Versus Luke, we can't really do the hit and run tactics. You no, can, I mean you can do it all out. All out is fast, but he's not physical enough. Like we don't have a strong physical striker. I I think Luke Pavone yeah. was very useful at the beginning of the season when the rest of the front line had the gas to press because he was the leader of the press. Yeah, and and. We've gotten to the point now where there were so many times in the game where literally Terzaghi was pressing on his own or Luke was pressing on his own. Like the rest of the team does no longer has the legs to do that high press, that that Liverpool style Gagan press, like get in your face and force you to make a mistake. But Luke Pavone is very good at that if he has the support for it. But it's late in the season. He doesn't have the support for it. So... It's not exactly something yeah. useful anymore. And that also goes into like the depth and what the injuries hit that depth. It's exactly. Kind of just like, well, all right, Ian Antley's out. I can't put necessarily put Aqua there because Aqua is the he, Aqua is not an attacking fullback. Yeah, he's not an attacking fullback, and he's not he's not a very he say doesn't it, have the tendency to be a wide player. Okay, there he's you go. He's he stumbling. Yes, he's he, 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 he's not a wide player. He is. Uh, I mean, Akwe is a center back. He is a center back. Yeah. He's a. He, he could be playing in a back three and play on one side of the center back, but he's got to be in the yeah. middle. That's just so. His I mean, mentality. like if, if like if I if we're Sawasi in this moment, you're kind of looking at it. And you're like, all right. I can leave Maddie up top. I can put Aqua back there, but then I don't get that attacking process. If I move Maddie back, now I have to put either Oalix, Bolognos, 
Oh, I, David Diazzo. David oh. Diazzo. I know the wings. Two out of the three are quick. Two out of the three have a great first touch. None of them, outside of Bolaños, really showed an end product. An end product, yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't know crossing-wise. And, and to be honest with you, even with Bolaños, I mean, even though his goal last week was a wonder strike, it's it's one of those instinctive moments. Like, I, Oh, yeah. It's 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 almost like a Vince Company moment. Like, it's just, I'm just going to rip it, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so it, it, it doesn't show that... that um, cerebral, venomous end product yeah. that we need. Of and I don't know where I don't know where Iwapi is right now. I, I'm assuming like if he's healthy, I know Sawasi's playing him. So my guess is that he's not something's, healthy. Yeah, something's. So right now you're left with three wingers. There's no real striker on the team outside of Luke, and Luke is technically a winger. If yeah. you want to be real, yeah. Terzaghi, yeah, but Terzaghi is like we said before, he's the center forward. So he's not really like a hold-up striker, someone that's going to just bang against center backs all day. Yeah. Because if, if Tizagi's taking all the wear and tear, he's going to be ineffective at getting the final product. Midfield, we're down to Flat, Kraft, Tizagi. Cuomo. Cuomo and... Uh, Greg. Wumba. Yeah, Greg, Mumbai. Center back, thank God we haven't had the problems that we did had there last year. Exactly. Um, it seems like this year it's just been fullback and wild players. Yeah, it's it's literally just been a situation of, of the wings, the channels, yeah. of getting quality in the channels and maintaining that quality because of injuries. It's yeah. been str- it's been a struggle. And that's been like I, I think that's the concern I probably brought up the most is just the depth. That's yeah. that's that's it. But but when you really think about it though, I think we literally would have been missing just one fullback. Literally, because if we have one fullback, Scotty's fine. So we have just another Scottie, fullback, fullback to cover. Flop, you, I mean, in terms of fullbacks, we literally only had three. Scotty, well, no, no, I'm thinking Ian, about who's played every single minute this year. I think Scotty, Victor Falk, Scotty. I think those are the only two. And Akira. Well, I mean, Akira's. Well, no. No, you're right. He didn't play the ha- second half against Greenville. True. I think he's on Ivan? No, I think that was one game where it was Wahab and Venter. Wasn't it? Wasn't there a game where uh-uh. Akwe and Venter? Because the first game was Wahab and Ivan. Second game was Ivan and Venter. I mean, I think Ivan and Venter have literally just clicked. They, 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 oh, yeah. It's, it's that partnership I, is solid. Like, there's no, I, don't get me wrong. I, I still defend. I think that is the best center back duo. In in the in League One in League One, yes. But I, I still I think if you put that center back duo on any team, like you can put that center back duo on OCB, and that team is probably mid table. Just exactly. with them two alone. Just with them two, exactly. Like I think they're that good. I just you know I'm just glad we haven't hit the injury crisis in that department. Yes. You know? Knock on wood. Um, but I mean I. To finish out this game, I think Richmond created chances. I think there were some grumblings in Section O about, um, you know, we need to take more chances. We need to score more. But I'm like, we're not in the positions where we can even shoot. So, yeah, we, just we need to try. for the sake of shooting isn't that good. Yeah, and we had certain opportunities where a pass would have been that. better. Like, when you're playing, like, basketball or something, and you got that one guy on the team who, as soon as he crosses the half court, he thinks he's Steph Curry. He thinks he can just pull up from anywhere. Like, dude, no. No, no. Like, don't shoot just for the sake of shooting. <laughs> like, if that, 
if you ever play pickup with me, and if you do that, just know uh, we gonna fight. <laughs> we gonna fight because <laughs> that annoys me to no end. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I'm more of a take quality chances type of guy. Yeah. Um. Of course, don't overdo it, and don't. That that's one thing I think. That's a balance into the team. I think that's guiding the team because you can see it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where the inexperience... The inexperience... Well, I, I don't think that's what's been happening. I think it's been the inexperience of getting into that position where you can create a quality chance is... I mean, we just missing that final pass. That final, you know, go for the jugular pass. And see, I think it's the inexperience of knowing that just because you didn't get this one chance doesn't mean you just, you don't, you know, you don't keep trying to make more. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, maybe we're it's, saying the same thing. Maybe we're saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, no, no, it, we no. I think we are we are saying things on a different level. I mean, it, it, for me, I feel like it's like they hit a dead end right before that last pass that's needed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like we just needed that one pass for you to see. There's a, a, a an, an inexperience with the vision from our wingers, from a couple of our players who aren't able to find that killer pass. And it's 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 something that's it's 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 one of the intangibles of soccer. I, I I'd like to say it's like one of those things that you can't really put a statistic on it. You can't really put anything concrete on it. It's just one of those things like that killer pass. You, like anyone who's played knows what you're talking about that killer pass, you yeah, know. That's true. And I mean, you get to see more time, more experience things yeah. I, I see if this team remains this way with the addition of maybe one more fullback, um, maybe another striker. I, I, I wouldn't even say another striker because I just feel that those that are our strikers just need more, more time. I, I would want another striker. Someone for them to learn from. Someone, yeah. That's what I want. I, I mean, think wingers, are, I think you're fine at wingers. You're fine, yeah, you're fine at wingers. Think, we need one more fullback, yeah. another striker, and I think, another, literally, that's just two players. And maybe an understudy for Akira for next year. Yeah. And literally, this team could win the league in a walk. Because like, it's... it's a slow <laughs> breaks, homie. Of course, uh, but no, I, I say breaks. that all things remaining the same because everyone else is going to be, you know, yeah. building up. You know, are going to be you know making making the moves that they need to make as well. So that completely changes the playing field. But if it does, that just shows a testament to USL League One in you know growing as a league. Yeah. So I mean, there's nothing else to really say about this game. There was only one goal in this game. Uh, chances were kind of far in between. I mean, Riley Craft had the free kick at the top of the box, and I'm not going to talk about the ref because there's no point of complaining about USL. Yeah. Refs? No, no, not Because I mean, we already know how they are. Like this is kind of like their testing ground to figure stuff out. So it's no point of trying to complain about a ref that's in practice mode. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like we said, we're gonna get two games left. Um, we're not gonna be doing a show midweek because it's no point. Yeah. <laughs> um, the game Wednesday is at eleven a.m. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. So you know what I'm laughing about? I wonder if uh, they're going to have orange slices and juice packs for them. <laughs> Can you imagine Darren walking out there with like... With the packs? cooler? <laughs> Pose it out with the Ziploc bag with the Bro. cut up oranges? <laughs> oh my God. Yo, I I need... 
I need to do. I need to see that happen on Wednesday. <laughs> I, I don't care what's in the cooler. I just need to see Darren walk out there in the all black. <laughs> yup, with the cooler that's all black. It just handed out orange slices to the zoggy and crap. Like, here you go, guys. Let's go get this done. Let's go get this done. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, if that could happen, that, oh, goodness. That would be hilarious. But, I mean, back to the game at hand. Um, we play OCB. OCB only got two games left in League One. For those who don't know, um, Orlando City is stepping out of League One. Yeah. At the end of this year, they're more than likely going to MLS next, which is the MLS Reserve League. Um, so is Philadelphia Union, and I believe yeah. Portland Timbers too. Um, yeah. So they're dropping down. I don't expect much from OCB. I I, I don't. I I don't know. And I'm, I'm not trying to even be cocky. Like you, we, we can overlook them because if we learn anything in League One, you don't overlook anyone. Yeah, you don't overlook anyone. Yeah. Um, I just it, it's just that what is what you know. I think this is the game that. If there's any game we could get back into creating chances from open play, this is the game. Like, and this is this is now. So when it comes to Saturday against Chattanooga, which is the bigger game, like not only that, I think with regards to the OCB game, it's very very crucial because that is not only the game where we definitely need to get a W, but we need to get a W with style. We need to even out this goal differential because that is what. Even if we win, we would still be... No, 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 no. Pretty much the scenarios are like this. If Richmond wins the next two games, you're in. in. You're in regardless. Yeah. Goal differential doesn't matter. It's it's all based on wins. We will have more wins than Omaha. Yeah. Where things get tricky is if we win only one of the next two. Yeah. And Union... Because Union plays later in the day. Union plays at 9. At night, on Wednesday? No, on Saturday. Oh, on Saturday. That's our yeah. last game. Yeah. And Union wins. We're out. So, so we just need the dub next Saturday. Like, and it's it's at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we I just mean, need the dub next Saturday. So literally this is so what... we just beat like, Chattanooga next Saturday? This is what Please. I've been telling <laughs> Kickers fans. And for all those listening to the podcast... If you want to see the kickers in the finals, you need to A, root for Richmond, B, root for Ford, because Ford plays North Texas, and they can knock some points off of them, C, root for uh, Fort Lauderdale. Why are we rooting for Ford? Oh, my goodness. Look, dude, you get, it's, sometimes it's, you're going to make a deal with the devil. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I think Ford would rather have us in than Union Omaha. <laughs> I think, yeah, I guess. I guess. I you guess. know, so, <laughs> so yeah, you gotta make a deal with the devil. And if we, if we do our job, like we're in. I mean, and this is the thing, like <clears throat> it's ours that, to lose. Yeah, it basically, it's yeah. been ours to lose for the last three, four weeks. Yeah. It's just, do we have the experience? Do we are we able to have those clutch moments to where we can step up, step in? feel comfortable in those moments and make it happen. And, and see, that's the, that's the thing. Because you can feel, feel the tightness. Yeah, you can feel the tightness. And not only that, that's the thing I feel um, people who aren't that versed with soccer, like, for example, people who are basketball fans or something, will be like, well, all you need is that one player who's clutch. Not in soccer. Because in all intents and purposes, Terzaghi is clutch. But one player in a team of 11 
can't well, be yeah, the you, only person I, who's I think, clutch. I think the similarity is the same in, I would say, like, in American football. Yeah. Like, granted, Tom, Patrick Holmes is clutch. Yeah. But Patrick Holmes isn't doing it all by himself. He has Tyreek Hill. He has... Yeah, um, and those players have like, to be have to be on point. Yes, Trezaghi, granted, ten times out of ten this year, he's been hero ball. Yeah, now and it's not hero ball in the sense of what Joey Gallardo was like last year. Yeah, but hero ball in the sense of finding that space to, yeah. to you know. And like we talked to Daniel Jackson at the game yesterday, he was like, "Yo, like Trezaghi's amazing." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yo, I had issues trying to pick this man up in Memphis because he'll literally like." Be in one spot, you look, and now he's on the other side of the field. Exactly. Because he finds that space. The thing about it is, we don't have anyone else yet that is experienced enough to know the, like, granted, all these guys are professionals. All these guys know more than me what to do in moments. But it's like, we're, the processing power of it is not there yet because you're not used to it. Yeah. And that level. So it's like, me and you and the stands watching it, it takes us. Like a half a second to process it, Belongers might process it in like point two five of a second, but Chazaki processes it in one tenth. Yeah, you know, and that when you get higher up the professional ranks, your processing ability gets higher because yeah. you're like, oh, I know, I already recognize this. Exactly. I know what to do. I know what to anticipate. Yeah, I mean, instead that, of just being reactive, you got to be proactive. Exactly, and that that's that's one thing that I feel that it is key with the game, and it's it's about understanding the fact that literally. The stuff that you're seeing in USL League One, the stuff you're seeing in MLS, the stuff you're seeing in USL Championship, it's the same stuff you're seeing in La Liga, in in in, in Serie A, in the Premier League, in the Bundesliga. You always Except, find a way to put in a European reference, or or the Mexican League. It's just it's that much quicker. Okay. It's that I'm just I'm just saying that it's it's that much quicker to get to that next echelon. You have to do the same things quicker, faster, cleaner, and. At this point, we we're we're at a point where we have players that know what they're doing, and you you have a player like Terzaghi who's who's on that brink, who is a little faster, a little quicker, a little quicker on the uptake than everybody else, and we need the Russian kickers to kind of catch up to him. Maybe they won't catch up to him completely because Terzaghi is, as as Daniel Jackson said, an amazing player, but. To get closer to him would meld the team together so much better, and it would make us so much more dangerous because of how dangerous <clears throat> Terzaghi by himself can be. And it wasn't what the issue of this team was like last year, where it was inexperience and lack of quality. Lack of quality, quality is just inexperience. Exactly. It, yeah, <laughs> inexperience, lack of quality, and I think going into go, I think one one of the biggest things is now we know what league 1 looks like and that's what we had coming into this season. Last season everyone was like we don't know what's about to happen, so let's see what happens. Yeah, man, go back and listen to those first couple of episodes we did. <laughs> dude, we were way alright. <laughs> I wish I could go back and talk to Ellie but like, "Hey, dude, you shh. <laughs> Don't get excited. Does it get better after this? Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> you get one heart Henny Darby win and nothing else. <laughs> oh, and a four one win over South Jordan. But outside yeah. of that, you get nothing. With a stolen um goal of the season. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, man, I mean I'm we're gonna watch the game Wednesday. We're gonna be there Saturday. Um also for all original kicker fans, we're gonna put it in the Facebook group as well. Uh, we're doing a Halloween party, so we're asking everyone to come to the stadium dressed up in their best Halloween costume. I already know who I'm going to be. I'm just narrowing it down between two people. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, do I want to dress up as Stanley from The Office? 
Or do I want to be um, the uncle from Black Panther, the guy that was in the purple robe? Uh, but I don't know which one yet. Uh, I know, right? Because you know I can do both. Uh, Just imagine me walking around like, the blood of the Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> or I could be Stanley with my crossword puzzles and section of... <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm I'm not a I'm not a dress up for Halloween kind of guy. Oh, come so, on. So it's it's hard for me to figure out what, what I would do. Alright, so look, for any listeners out there, tweet us any suggestions you got for Shanir. Nothing crazy, please. Come on. Nothing outrageous. Cause I mean at the end of the day, I'm on a budget. <laughs> oh, that's right. You do have a child. I have a child, I'm on a budget. An eighteen year bill. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm only 20 months in. Yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. Question. How long does that process take? Like, to figure out when to stop using months and just go years? Because I've heard some people be once like, you, oh, once, once you hit, Once you in two years. No. If you talk about 32 months, it's like, okay, your kid's two years old. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I've always heard that. I'm like, I think after one, you could just call him one? Like, I don't think you have to be like one and a half. No, because that's the age where, you know, especially, go back clothes. Right, yeah, you, know, you got eighteen month. Put them twenty four trash bag. Tw- tw- <laughs> you get a white plastic bag Monday through Thursday and a black one Friday through Saturday. <laughs> I'm a little cheap dad. <laughs> Only Sunday wearing clothes. Yeah, exactly. to go to church. Yeah. <laughs> Even then, it might just be like an upgraded Walmart bag. <laughs> just tie it in a bow tie for him. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're rambling horribly. Anything else that you want in before we wrap up? Um, no, not really. Not really. I'm just hoping for two wins. Six yeah. points. Six points. I hope next Saturday when we meet up, we are uh, talking about a preview to a final against Greenville. It'd be cool. You know. And even if we make it to a final, I honestly 100% think we're going to be playing with house money because no one's going to expect us to win. Yeah. No which, one, I mean, at, which is understandable with the way Greenville ran away with things early on. Yeah. Greenville just steamrolled their way through this season. Yeah. And it's, and it was it was in basically mid-September. Everyone was like, yeah, no one's catching them. <laughs> so, nothing else for you, my man. Nothing else for me. Nope. As always, you can check us guys out on Instagram and Twitter at RiverCity93. Uh, we just want to say thank you to our sponsors, the Beautiful Game Network, For the Culture, Icarus FC, Roughneck Scarves, also Two Cents FC, this is your host, Elliot, and is joining me as always, my good man, Shanier. We'll call you guys later. Catch us the guest, guys. Peace.